0: well we've got some great college football happening and the major league baseball playoffs are going down and to that i say who cares well at least for right now who cares because you're a month into your fantasy football season you need answers to get yourself a win in week number five and we are here to do it welcome to eye on football on cbs sports radio i'm dave richard i'm joined by heath cummings we are senior fantasy writers for CBS Sports.com. That is a real actual title. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quick and Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Heath In a little less than 24 hours from now, we're going to have a kickoff between the Colts and the Chiefs. And when the schedule came out, it looked amazing. Andrew Luck versus Patrick Mahomes, a big rematch from the playoffs last year. Of course, now we know Andrew Luck no longer playing football. But Jacoby Brissett's done a nice job. Injuries are playing a big factor in the game. And I thought we could start off talking about what should be some interesting players who might not make it in a high-scoring game between the Colts and the Chiefs. So I'm going to throw it to you on a running back that everybody wants to know about. What do you do with Marlon Mack, who's going to theoretically play against in a great matchup against the Chiefs, but he's been limited in practice, only really got in one good day's worth of work this week. Is Marlon Max, somebody fantasy managers can just plug into lineups right now?
1: Before we get to that, I hope someone was recording that intro so they can play it for Adam Azer and just show them what a great intro is, Dave. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very job. much, Heath. I hope that we get some sort of intro from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter in the morning telling us specifically what's going to go on with these players. That's what we're going to be looking for because if we go in to the Sunday afternoon games with no new information on Marlon Mack, on T.Y. Hilton, on Damian Williams, it's going to make this much more difficult, especially with Mack, who is the one I feel the least certain about. Listen, I've got him projected as if he's just going to play and be fine, and that makes him a top 12 running back in both formats. It makes him a must-start. If we have indication from someone with a blue check mark on Sunday morning, that Marlon Mack expects to be fine and play on Sunday night, Then I'm plugging in my lineup and I'm not thinking about it again. If we don't hear anything at all on Sunday morning, then I think you have to look at it as, do I have someone on my bench that I feel like, yeah, that's a fine starting running back? If so, you play that person and you set Marlon Mack.
0: Would you consider chopping somebody off your bench just to have an insurance policy for Marlon Mack? And when I'm what when I'm talking about is somebody on your bench that maybe you don't feel great about, you're okay having him on your team. Maybe it's somebody like uh, Alexander Madison, who's a a handcuff to somebody I'll say you don't have Dalvin Cook. Obviously, if you have Dalvin Cook, you don't want to let go of Alexander Madison. But maybe Rex Burkhead is on your bench, and Rex Burkhead has already been ruled out by the Patriots. Maybe you've got a Jets receiver like Robbie Anderson, James Crowder. I'm talking about a player that you're not necessarily thrilled to have on your team. Would you cut one of those players for maybe Jordan Wilkins or Naheem Hines just so you've got an insurance policy in place in case Marlon Mack doesn't make it to the game.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good plan. I mean, neither Naeem Hines or Jordan Wilkins is going to be as good as Marlon Mack. Because I don't expect them to get the same number of carries as Marlon Mack. He's, he's handled about 65% of the team's rush attempts. They're going to chop it up a little bit more than that. Hines is the guy that I believe will have value in PPR, whether Mack plays or not. Because he's their pass-catching back. He's going to play in the hurry-up offense. And both of these guys are still widely available. So that absolutely makes sense to go get Hines, especially if you're in a PPR league. The other thing I would say is try to have Mack in your flex spot so then you don't have to just have a running back you could possibly plug in there you could have one of the colts wide receivers you probably don't want one of them you could have Nicole Hartman hardman <laughs> or demarcus robinson i have... don't know how good
0: you feel about one of those well guys if sammy either, Watkins isn't playing you, you feel know. good about him we can get to those guys as well but that's actually like that's almost like an expert tip heath is to put somebody who plays as late as possible yes in your flex spot always just so i, I agree always just so you've got somebody on your bench or some, you can make a move just in case of a crazy emergency. For example, George Kittle is in a bunch of my flex spots this week. Okay. We're going to get to T Y Hilton. We're going to get to Sammy Watkins and the other receivers in Kansas City. Cause a lot of storylines in this game, but first give us a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's the number. You've got a fantasy question. We're going to help you dominate in week. Number five, 855-212-4227. T Y Hilton questionable i believe he got in two practices this week both limited and uh, frank reich said he made good progress that's all he would say made good progress it's kind of the same thing with him as it is with marlon mack if he plays he's active you're counting on big numbers especially because the colts are going to have to throw the football and jacoby percent has actually done a nice job of getting numbers for ty hilton but you almost have to have that insurance policy in place with him too right I don't
1: feel it as necessary. It's not as easy for sure. Because if Marlon Mack's out, both Hines and Wilkins should be fine flexes. If T.Y. Hilton's out, I don't really want to start any of the Colts wide receivers. I don't. None of them would be on the level of one of those Colts running backs for me. Now, the nice thing is there are the 49ers wide receivers who are a little bit more interesting that you could add to your roster. You could go get a Dante Pettis, who they're kind of talking up, like maybe he's fully healthy now and he's going to be more involved. You could possibly add a Debo Samuel, who's actually the only 49er that has double-digit targets on this team besides George Kittle. So if one of those two guys is available, that makes more sense to me. But I I feel a little bit more confident in Hilton playing, and he actually projects for me as a top five wide receiver as long as he's okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a must-start guy. We thought that Sammy Watkins would be a must-start guy once Tyreek Hill had his shoulder injury, and man, has it been disappointing. How confident are you in starting Sammy Watkins in fantasy this week, assuming he's active, because he also is questionable with a shoulder and a
1: hamstring tag? And Sammy Watkins has spent about half of his NFL career being questionable. But Mm. I don't really care that he's had a... Yes, he's been disappointing. He's got 27 targets from Patrick Mahomes over the last three weeks. Any receiver that makes it to the NFL and earns that type of target share from Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to start, even if he's coming off a stretch of disappointing games. And those disappointing games have still been 11 PPR points in two out of three games. It's not like he's just absolutely killed you. So, yes, if he plays... He's in my lineup.
0: All right. And last but not least, the other receivers behind Samuel Watkins, how confident are you? Give me a scale 1 to 10, 10 being supremely confident, going to start them, number one, don't want anything to do with them, Demarcus Robinson and McColl Hardman. Assuming
1: that Watkins plays, it's like a 4 for Robinson and a 0 for Hardman. If Watkins is out, it would go to like a 7 for Robinson and a 3 or 4 for Hardman.
0: We are going to get to your phone calls right now, 855-212-4227. We are leading off. With Joseph in Ohio. Joseph the Brosef, You're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, hey, it's, it's a pleasure talking to you, gentlemen. Um,
0: Likewise. First,
2: I have two questions. Um, first, I got a trade offer for Zeke. Um, the guy is offering me Michael Gallup, James White, and Michael Thomas for Elliott. And the next question I got is my flex position. Uh, I already got Ingram, the tight end from the Giants, and I got Olsen in my flex already. Should I take him out and put Andalar or Brown from uh, Tennessee, or just leave it like it is?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle the trade for you, Joseph. Don't do it. Don't give up Ezekiel I Elliott think, I think for the tr- Michael Gallup, James White, and Michael Thomas. I don't think that that's enough in trade for Ezekiel Elliott. You're making that face, Heath. I know no one can see it because we're on radio, but you're making that face where you're going,
1: well, maybe he should. Well, I think it depends on the depth of your league. In a 10-team league, I wouldn't even consider it. I would guess by most trade charts, if you added up Michael Thomas, James White, and Michael Gallup, they would come up to a bigger number than Ezekiel Elliott. And that's the danger of three-for-one trades. But in a 10-team league, I don't care. In a 12-team league, I'm still probably keeping Zeke. If it was a 14-team league... Or if it was a league where I had to start two or three flexes, this is the type of trade I might actually consider. Now, as for the starter, I did not hear anyone that I would start over Greg Olson. So I think I'd stick with Ingerman Olson.
0: I, I agree. I would also go with Ingerman Olson. And I just don't think you can make the trade. I think you need to get a bigger player than Michael Thomas in the deal. Uh, maybe in a PPR league, it's close. But in a non-PPR, you just can't do it. All right, let's move on. Allen in Philadelphia, you are on Ion Fantasy Football. Gentlemen, it's my
3: night, two opinions. What more can I ask for?
0: Bring it and, on, uh,
3: Alan. And, Heath, I hope our boy Tariq Cohen has uh, somewhat of a productive game uh, tomorrow. But I also have a trade offer. I'm in a PPR. O.J. Howard's my tight end for the sake of the conversation. I have Austin Eckler, and I've been offered uh, the running back from Oakland, uh, Josh Jacobs and Hunter Henry,
0: should I do that trade? Thanks, guys. So, the, I'm all for trying to sell high on Austin Eckler. We know that Melvin Gordon, back with the Chargers, he's expected to have a significant role in the offense. In Week 5, they take on the Broncos, but I just don't think this is enough in trade for Austin Eckler, Heath, do you?
1: I think Josh Jacobs will be better than Austin Eckler over the course of the rest of the season. Um, I'd rather ha- I'd rather start Eckler this week for sure. It's not a good spot for Josh Jacobs. It's a miserable spot for but Jacobs. But I was one of the low guys on Josh Jacobs. I haven't really changed my opinion much, and I had him as a basically low-end number two running back. I think it's going to be—Eckler's like, going to be a borderline number two or high-end flex over the rest of the season. In PPR, Eckler might be just a little bit better than Jacobs. In non-PPR, I would expect Jacobs to be better, and you're getting the added bonus of have Hunter Henry, who's actually started moving around and could be someone you're playing at tight end in a couple weeks—
0: I I don't dislike this trade. I just don't want to have Josh Jacobs as a potential fantasy starter for the next two weeks because he's got the Bears this week. That's going to be a nightmare for him. He's going to have to score in order to be even decent for your fantasy team. And then he's on bye in week six. So you almost really can't even use Josh Jacobs for the next two weeks. If you're going to trade Eckler, look for a running back that you can get more from in the short term as well as the long term. I do agree long term Josh Jacobs should be fine. Let's keep it going on the phones. Steve is in Illinois. Steve, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Hey, guys, um, I need um, you to pick two wide receivers, one tight end and one flex. I've got Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, T.Y. Hilton, and then for the tight ends, Mark Andrews and George Kittle.
0: I'm going to go Kittle at tight end. I, I think Kittle goes off this week against the Browns. Their secondary is beat up. Uh, I don't care that Morgan Burnett is back for them at safety. I think that you're going to see George Kittle have a two-touchdown game and finally come through. And then the two wide receivers, uh, to me, are, are going to be Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, and then I'm going to go close call between Chris Godwin and T.Y. Hilton. Maybe you'll talk me into Godwin, but I'm going to say T.Y. Hilton. Well, this is one If those, he's healthy, is the one you go this with.
1: This is one of those situations I was talking about where you don't have to deal with the injury risk. Your, your team's good enough. You've got five top 12 wide receivers. You don't have to play one of the two that's questionable in a Sunday night game. You can play the three healthy ones that are going to play during the afternoon. You won't have to sweat out any sort of injury report. Just play Keenan, Thomas, and Godwin. There's a lot of situations where I'm going to be sweating Sammy Watkins and T.Y. Hilton. I don't have to sweat that if I have these three wide receivers.
0: All right, so we've already gotten to a handful of phone calls already. We've gotten knee-deep into T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, and the Kansas City wide receivers. When we come back, Heath Cummings, I'm going to ask you, for players you can't believe you're starting – In week number five, and I'm going to tell you about a running back who people have cut off their fantasy rosters then maybe they should go and pick him up if he's on the waiver wire. He's Heath Cummings. I'm Dave Richard. This is Eye on Fantasy Football. We'll be right back.
2: And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
0: No All right, no one wants to hear me sing Pearl Jam. Uh Heath's even shaking his head, but you do want to win in week number 5. We're here to help you do that. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio and CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line 8 Five two one two four two two seven is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. You switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, Heath, week five, lots gone on in the National Football League between when we drafted and now three players that you can't believe you're starting in week
1: number five. Well, I think after Monday Night Football, you would say any Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah, no kidding. I'm actually starting the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. He might have been the worst one on a Monday Night Football, but facing those Arizona Cardinals that have allowed three of four quarterbacks to score at least 32 fantasy points in a game I expect to be a high-scoring game. We didn't learn anything about Andy Dalton on Monday Night Football. We've seen him be that bad before. We've seen him be awesome before. He threw for 400 yards against the Seattle Seahawks in Week 1. He's going to have a very big game, top eight quarterback for me also – Maybe his favorite target this week, but at least his second favorite target, Auden Tate. Auden Tate is a top 30 wide receiver, still owned in less than 60% of leagues. He's seen 16 targets over the past two weeks. John Ross is gone now. His involvement might actually go up. This Arizona pass defense, as we said with Andy Dalton, very bad. And then we're going to go for the super deep league. Oh, yeah. Because I'm in some deep leagues. You're in some very deep leagues. People out there have to... Find a tight end. It's awful out there. There are no tight ends. Uh Uh-huh. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle? Colt McCoy is starting for Washington.
0: Yeah, I know. His
1: last two seasons when he's been a starter for Washington, 28% of his pass attempts have gone to tight ends. When he was a starter in Cleveland, more than 20% of his pass attempts went to tight ends. Jordan Uh Reed's out with a concussion. Vernon Davis out with a concussion. Jeremy Sprinkle is the only healthy tight end on this roster. They're going to be down by three scores. They don't even have somebody to put in if it's a blowout to play for him. (laughs) He has to play the whole game. They're going to be throwing. Jeremy Sprinkle is going to be, listen, he's not a top 12 tight end for me this week, but he is top 15. I do have him ranked ahead of OJ Howard. Oh, my gosh. Starting Jeremy Sprinkle in a league, and I'll be starting him in DFS as well.
0: Is he like at the bottom barrel price in DFS, like as cheap as you could get at tight end in DFS? So I I get that, and I can get behind Auden Tate. Later on in the show, we can have our debate on Andy Dalton. It'll make for scintillating radio. I noticed that Duke Johnson got more playing time in week four than he had gotten in the previous couple of weeks. And I also noticed that the Texans started throwing to their running backs a little bit more in week four. And I don't know if that was a Carolina Panthers thing in reaction to their defense, or if it's an offensive line thing that they just want to get the ball out quick of Deshaun Watson's hands. So I think that Duke Johnson, who was drafted in every league and then cut in about 20% of them, still has some value. And I've got a funny feeling that he can catch five passes against the Falcons. We know the Falcons in the past have had a really hard time with running backs catching balls out of the backfield. I think Duke Johnson can come through. And before this night's over, I may convince myself to make him a good PPR flex option. So if you have Duke Johnson on your bench, you may want to consider starting him. Now, on to the calls 855 212 4227. Tom is in New Jersey. And you are on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Um, Thank you. I need I need one wide receiver and one flex. Portland, PPR. Courtland Sutton, Josh Gordon, Darren
0: Waller, Damian Williams. What do you like, Heath?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go with Damian Williams. That's the one that I can say for sure uh waller and ppr is just about as good as those wide receivers i'd probably go in ppr i'd probably go sutton and waller josh gordon is always a risk
0: right because he to me he's dependent on the big play and there there is something about him the word i've used and i've used it on our podcast Heath, is lackadaisical there's something about him that just isn't connecting a lot of football players seem wired in and he just doesn't quite seem wired, and he dropped a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. He's been a little bit frustrating. I think Cortland Sutton is a must for lineup, so he I would make him the wide receiver, I, and I'm nervous about Waller going up against those Bears, but Tyrell Williams might not play, and we know that the rest of that receiving core is a total mess for Oakland, so I think Derek Carr, the king of the checkdowns, could make it happen with Darren Waller. I would go with him as well. I'm in agreement with Heath Cummings. Robert is in Cleveland. Robert, what can we help you with this evening?
4: Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. For speaking of my call, non-PPR, Aaron Jones or James White. And for my tight end, um, Vance McDonald or
1: Tyler Heifert. Heifert's actually one of my favorite streamers just because of that matchup against Arizona. And I don't think we're probably going to see Vance McDonald this week. And even if we do, it's going to be sharing with Nick Finette. So right. I, I, I'm going to go with Eifert at the tight end spot. And then James White is someone that has moved up my running back rankings is quite a bit with news that Rex Burkhead's going to play. It should just be White and Michelle with the touches this week. That makes both of them... Top twenty five options in non PPR. White's top twelve in PPR. Can you do it? Can in a non PPR Aaron Jones bench I, Oh, for I'm starting James Aaron White? Jones. In non PPR, I'd start I'd start Jones over White in both formats. I would but too. Definitely in yes. non PPR.
0: And you know, we know that Jamal Williams not expected to play for the Packers. This should be a heavy workload game for Aaron Jones. We've been waiting a long time to see him do that. 855 212 4 CBS is the number. Get in line. We'll help you win your fantasy league in week number five. Adam in Orlando, what's happening tonight, Adam?
4: What's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I need a third wide receiver here, full point PPR. It's going to be between uh, Demarcus Robinson, uh, Michael Gallup, Deontay Johnson, and DJ Chark. Thanks, guys.
1: We're going to have different answers here. here. But you go ahead. I want you to have the first word. That's tough. Um, If I knew Sammy Watkins wasn't playing, Demarcus Robinson would be my answer. Uh, Because he's not, even with a difficult matchup, I'll go with DJ Chark, who has been the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. Has a very difficult matchup, but you don't have somebody that's a top 25 option here. And you don't need to. It's your third wide receiver. Chark projects his top 30 for me, so that makes him a fine number three option. Well, you know What? We're not going to disagree here because I agree that DJ Chark should be the guy. He has had a
0: touchdown catch in three of his first four games, and he should have had one last week on Chris Harris of the Denver Broncos. Chris Harris, you're not supposed to start a receiver going up against him. Well, it worked out for you if you bench DJ Chark. And DJ Chark does have a tough matchup this week against James Bradbury of the Carolina Panthers. Bradbury has only allowed a catch rate of 42% against him this year. That's really, really good. But it's not going to stop me from going with DJ Chark. I think that Gardner Minshew throws best long downfield and outside of the numbers, and that's where Chark gets a lot of his catches. He can make plays after the catch. He's really fast. He's really big, and he gets end zone targets every week, so I agree with you. As much as as interested as I am still in Demarcus Robinson, I think he's got really good upside, and I want to wait a week on Michael Gallup, and Deontay Johnson, I mean, let's face it, he's had a touchdown each of the last two weeks. He can still be very good. I think DJ Chark is the best of the bunch. I think that's exactly who Adam should go with. Well, we've got a ton more calls to take,
2: and now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Sunday,
0: the NFL on CBS features a full slate of games, including Brady and the Pats on the road in Washington and the Ravens and Steelers renewing their AFC North rivalry. That was my John Facenda voice. I don't know if that was any good or not, but there it is. Check your local listings for the game in your area. And it all begins with J.B. and the guys on the NFL Today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. But for now, it's Eye on Fantasy Football. It uh, hold on. It's Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Dave Richard and Heath. Come. Should, should I stop? Is this good? Is it bad? You're, you're, you're giving me a look like I'm an idiot. Uh, no, that wasn't the look at all. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was then. All right, we've got phone calls to answer. Let's get it done now. The number is... 8552124227 let's go right to nebraska that's where richard is richard let's help your fantasy team dominate what's up man the autumn leaves
3: tumble through the stadiums as thank you all right dave <laughs> um, the fantasy so... rosters must be set to perfection <laughs> we're we're hoping you can always uh, you can always tell when you're hosting because the uh, '90s grunge and alternative bumper music <laughs> is uh, spot on, my man. Spot on.
0: That's not um, me, man. That's producer Ryan
3: Hickey. He's 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 pulling the strings on that. Well, it's right up your alley, though. You know that. Ryan's the man. Um, All right, Richard. What's up? Quick question for Heath. Uh, got us kind of a specialty league, looking for some recommendations tomorrow. It's a uh, it's a one team IPA league. Uh, what are you thinking for tomorrow, week five?
1: <laughs> One-team IPA, uh, spect- had a spectacular green bench IPA today at a barbecue restaurant. So it's Green Bench Brewery in Tampa Bay. Look for that, green bench. All right, I'll do that.
3: Um, got, a, got a little bit of a situation. 12-team um, PPR league. We have to uh, roster limitations. So we have to carry four wide receivers, start three. Um, Galladay's on a buy. I've got Diggs and, and Evans as my two, and then I've got McLaurin with a with a question mark and Diggs as well. Do I do I drop McLaurin and pick up one of? And I'm maybe thinking rest of season Landry, Allison, Tate, Dorsett type of guy. Um, there's also he's got Pettis going on Monday, and I could I could go the other side with Samuel on monday as well and i do have a favorable matchup kind of heading in uh any insight into that situation a
1: big question i would have is what's your record uh three and one okay so it's not a it's and not I, a yeah, must win I situation
3: up, and i c- picked up i picked up uh last week on waiver or free waivers i picked up gordon melvin and then I saw on waivers for, uh, yeah. gordon
0: melvin was on waivers richard
3: because you've got a because the roster limitations so you can based on injuries and other stuff you piece somebody might have to drop them so i got I him i don't care I, I can't believe it that's amazing i swung a trade for G, uh, david johnson as well so running backs i'm feeling pretty good going forward um does that influence your choices?
1: In this type of league where those types of guys are found on the waiver wire, I do think if you find out tomorrow morning that Terry McLaurin's not going to play, I drop him and pick up someone who is playing. And most likely the guy that's going to be on your waiver wire that I have projected for the most fantasy points this week is going to be Auden Tate. But it just sounds okay. like there's always going to be options on the waiver wire in this league, and which is what the roster construction is set up to do. And in that instance, I'm not holding on to Terry McLaurin. And I get that. Um, McLaurin's been amazing. And in a typical
0: situation, I'd want to bench him and just hold on to him. But after he plays at Miami in week six, it's San Francisco in week seven, and then at Minnesota, and then at Buffalo. And Terry McLaurin will not be any good for fantasy by then. Plus, he's got a bye after the Bills game. So say bye-bye to McLaurin, whether he plays or not, and and go in a different direction, Richard. Uh, Before we get to our next call, Heath, I noticed that Drew Brees posted an Instagram video of him throwing a football. And Drew Brees, he's he's not supposed to be throwing a football this soon. He just had the thumb surgery. He looks like he's on his way back. And this, I'm not going to ask you about Drew Brees, because I think a lot of people know what to do with Drew Brees. He's already owned in 86% of leagues anyway. But we know that the, the Saints have a game this week against Tampa Bay. After that, they're at Jacksonville and then at Chicago. There's, there's three games coming up here where things could be a little rough for them, and Alvin Kamara hasn't been on fire. Could there be a buy-low window if Michael Thomas has a bad game, if Alvin Kamara has a bad game, knowing that Drew Brees could be back maybe a little bit sooner than we expected?
1: I think it depends on what kind of dopes you're playing with, but possibly. (laughs) Yeah, If like if your league is the type of league where Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara having a bad game this week against Tampa Bay, it means that you can get them for anything less than what we thought their value was coming into the year then absolutely I'm trying to buy low. Uh, Michael Thomas, I still expect to be a top five wide receiver in PPR leagues over the rest of the season, top 10 in non-PPR. And Alvin Kamara is still one of the top three or four running backs in fantasy football. So if they are available for anything less than that, no matter whether it's after a bad game this week or a bad game next week or a bad game at any point, go get them.
0: I think Michael Thomas goes off this week against Tampa Bay. By the way, I think he just gets a slew of targets against the Bucks. That secondary still a weakness in my mind. All right, back to the phones. Paul is in Louisiana. Paul, let's talk about your fantasy squad.
4: Hi guys, this is a PPR. I have three questions. Can y'all answer all three of them tonight? We can answer.
0: You can ask us twenty questions. We'll get to them right. all. We got other right. people
4: Wait. Well, oh, he'll ask
0: him really fast, and we'll just be like, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes. doesn't well, sound Peter, like I figure since
4: us. Adam's not here, you can answer him. Um, <laughs> oh, wide receiver, uh, flex. Hardman, Boyd,
0: Robertson,
4: Sutton, Autumn Tate, or Will Fuller. Okay. And I'll I'll go
0: with Boyd there. I'll, yeah, we'll, Boyd we'll move for this along. Sure. Tyler Boyd, Boyd for, for sure.
4: Okay. Uh, tight end. Doyle, Seals, Jones, Walker. And since he's brought
1: up Sprinkle,
0: uh, what about that? Oh, will you start Jeremy Sprinkle over Jack Doyle
1: in the uh, PPR? No, Jack Doyle's stock has taken a hit, though, with the news that T.Y. Hilton is likely to play. I had Doyle as a top 10 tight end when I thought that there wasn't going to be any T.Y. Hilton. Hilton's going to dominate targets if he's in this game. And so I would actually just stick with Delaney Walker as my starting tight end here. Okay, I'll, I'll
0: take Doyle, but I don't really have much of a preference over either of the two i think they can uh-huh. both kind of stink they both need a touchdown to, to to be good and buffalo's been good at keeping tight ends out of the end zone last question paul okay,
4: Q, qb rivers winston Brissett, or dalton
1: this
0: one's going to knock your socks off
1: yeah i'm going with dalton i can't Yay. believe you're going with dalton over which one
0: uh, jacoby Brissett in a game where it, i can't gotta gotta believe chase you points? just said
1: jacoby Brissett. i like can't that.
0: believe i said jacoby <laughs> Brissett either and you know what he's the only quarterback in the NFL with multiple touchdowns in every game Kansas City's defense you watch them closely Heath you know that they're not very oh they're bad
1: but so, they're not the Arizona Cardinals bad.
0: I've got problems with Andy Dalton's receiving core. I've got problems with his offensive line. I think the Cardinals' defense, I think their pass rush is already halfway decent, and I think they're trying to fix their secondary. Well, of course
1: they're trying to. But they, no, they don't have the talent. They just got rid of DJ Swearinger.
0: He's a huge reason why tight ends have had success against them. They're replacing him with... A rookie fifth-round pick. Okay, so tight ends are still probably going to have some good numbers against them. I think Andy Dalton can be okay. I think Jacoby Brissett has shown us what his upside can be, and I think he could get to three touchdowns through the air against the Kansas City Chiefs. 855-212-4227. That's our number. Call us up. We'll help you win your fantasy football league. That's, that's what we're being paid to do right now, but we're having fun doing it. John, in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, Illinois. That's That's opinion. It's not fact, or maybe it is. John, what's up?
2: What's up, fellas? How's it going?
0: John, would you agree that Chicago is the greatest city in the world? I would agree. Thank you. That Now it's fact. <laughs> Heath doesn't seem it's impressed. Fun. All right, what's up? They,
3: they also have the best pizza in the world.
0: I agree, but that's a whole different show, John.
3: <laughs> I, I'm in a 10-team standard league, and I have Robert Woods go as my second wide receiver already on Thursday. Mm-hmm. He didn't do too well. He only got 4.8 points.
1: Okay. And I need to
3: make a decision between, uh, for my number one wide receiver spot and my flex. And I have Juju, Stefan Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, and LaShawn McCoy.
1: So I'm starting Hilton out of those wide receivers. Same. Uh, both Diggs and Juju, just the performance so far has been too discouraging. And, like, I, I would like to hear – tomorrow morning that ty hilton is definitely expected to play if i heard nothing at all i might go with juju just to be safe but it doesn't sound like you can afford to be safe what's already happened with robert woods Uh, and then my flex is actually going to be Lashawn mccoy i expect him to he's the only chiefs running back i feel comfortable starting in this game it doesn't matter who has been healthy he's been right around 13 to 14 touches in every game He's the most likely to get into the end zone in this game, and I don't know what the split's going to be between the Williams. So I'll go with uh, I'll go with McCoy, and I will, yeah, I'll go with T Y Hilton. You got to go with T Y Hilton. Hopefully you have
0: somebody on your bench that plays either Sunday night or Monday night to replace T Y in case he doesn't play. But hopefully we hear something on Sunday morning that makes you feel confident in going with him. And just a fun fact on Lashawn McCoy, he has yet to play 50% of the snaps in a game this season. So all these numbers that he's been getting, he hasn't been getting the full workload the first two weeks of the season. It was Damian Williams. The next two weeks, it was Daryl. My hunch is that it goes back to Damian. Maybe those two guys split it 25% each, something like that. It'll be a headache for everybody except LaShawn McCoy. I think McCoy is still a good starter. Nick is in Illinois. Nick, welcome to CBS Sports Radio. Hello,
2: guys. How are you guys doing? Hello, Nick. What is up? I need – I got a QB question. Um, I'm starting – I'm leaning towards uh, Jameis Winston or Matt Ryan, but I'm starting the Saints defense. So I was wondering, is that going to affect, I don't know, Jameis' numbers or should I start Matt Ryan or I also have the Niners defense as well?
1: Yeah, I would – Probably just stick with the Saints defense at home. Like, even in games Jameis plays well, he's likely to turn it over once or twice. He's done it at least Um, once each of the last two weeks. But I wouldn't care who my defense was either way. I'm starting Matt Ryan over Jameis Winston this week.
0: I began the week with Jameis Winston as my number five quarterback in my rankings. Wow. I was excited about what I saw because I I was stunned that he had the game that he had. But then I realized, well, it wasn't so much the game he had as it was – the game that Godwin had and Mike Evans had, and of course those guys are all tied together because it's the passing game and how else are they going to get the football, but it's also the kind of game that the Rams' defense had, and they did not play very well. This is a tough divisional game for Jameis and the Bucks. I have lowered expectations for Jameis Winston. He's still a top-12 quarterback for me, but he's 12. I think Matt Ryan has a chance for a better game. I am very happy that Alex Mack, his center, is going to play against the Houston Texans in that Texans secondary. You watch them. They will blow coverage at least once for a big Julio Jones touchdown. 855-212-4227. Let's take a couple more calls here before the top of the hour. Let's go to John in Florida. He's concerned about Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers a top-12 quarterback this week? We'll see if John should start him. John, what's up?
2: Hey, fellas. I'm a Lauderdale boy. Like hey, the, uh,
0: What's up, man? You're just down the road from us.
2: Yes, sir. I sure am. Thank you for taking my call tonight.
0: You're very welcome. What's happening?
2: Yeah, I do have this Rodgers dilemma. He's my only quarterback. Um, Now, I could stream Dalton by dropping Curtis Samuel or Darrell Williams, or I could trade for Brissette. I'm just concerned without Devontae Adams. They're on the road. I'm worried about Rodgers. It is. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, it, it is a tough spot for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Um, Heath, go ahead. I'm not, like, I don't want to start Aaron Rodgers. I would prefer to start Dalton or Brissett over him. But also, there's not that big of a difference to where I'm dropping Curtis Samuel or trading someone else off my team to go get Jacoby Brissett he's not a top 12 quarterback for me this week but he's 13th and we said it at the beginning of the year there are 18 19 20 quarterbacks that are quarterback ones every week it's fine to start Aaron Rodgers as opposed to losing someone else off your team you might be costing yourself a couple of points this week but the value that those guys that you have on your team are going to provide over the rest of the season are worth it I think if you could pick up Jacoby Brissett
0: or maybe trade the worst player on your bench for Brissett. You could make that happen, and you could start Brissett this week. But I think for the most part, you're going to start Aaron Rodgers the rest of the season anyway. His next three games, Detroit, Oakland, and at Kansas City. We've got time for one last call. We're going to Goose in Chicago. Gustavo, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Guys,
4: how you doing? Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, So I got a trade question for you guys. I've got Lamar Jackson that I'm trying to – Trade away. I've got Dak Prescott and Watson, um, and I'm trying to get some value back. I'm looking to upgrade on flex or potentially wide receiver number two. And I've got a guy that I'm trying to deal with right now. I'm just trying to see where you guys think here. So um, I've got um, the Pats defense and Galladay as an offer back to me right now. But I'm thinking I can possibly maybe upgrade and get Godwin plus the uh, Pats defense. Or I like that. Yeah. If
0: I I would go and get Godwin, I think Godwin brings the most value back in trade. Uh, I think that, I think that Godwin has the potential to keep up what he's been doing for most of this season. He's never going to get the number one coverage in Tampa Bay. So long as Mike Evans is on the field, Chris Godwin for, for, for Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of people might think that that sounds silly, but I think that's exactly what you should do. If you can do it, Lamar Jackson's been great. I'm a little bit concerned about the other shoe dropping on him. I know he's giving you at least 20 fantasy points every week. Write him if you can't get anything in trade form. And I don't think Gallaudet and the Patriots is quite enough. But I do think that you can see Lamar Jackson maybe not be so consistent the rest of the way. And you've got the quarterbacks on your bench to go ahead and do it. I wouldn't trade away Lamar Jackson if that was the only guy that I had on my team, obviously. If that's the case, Lamar is it. And I'm riding with him right into the sunset. That's a wrap on the very first hour of Ion Fantasy Football Radio. Heath. Let's do another hour. What do you say?
1: Sounds good. We're going to
0: talk about some sleeper wide receivers to help you just in case you've got T.Y. Hilton, in case you've got Devontae Adams, Christian Kirk. We know that those two guys are not going to play. We think T.Y. Hilton will, but we're going to get you set up. Top of next hour. Sleeper wide receivers for week number five. Don't go anywhere.
2: And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
0: We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Now, let's just say, welcome back to Island Fantasy Football, by the way, on CBS Sports Radio. And let's just say that you've been out of the country. And you just landed back in the country. And you just found out that Devontae Adams has a toe injury and is not going to play in week five. And you go, well, I mean, now that you're back in the country, you're going, of course, it's the most important thing, your fantasy lineup. Oh, no, what do I do without Devontae Adams? And then even worse, you've got Christian Kirk on your team, and he's been ruled out for week number five. And you're a huge Cardinals fan. You go, oh, no, what do I do without Christian Kirk or Devontae Adams? Heath Cummings. I'm looking for some sleeper receivers to help these Find a fellow Americans that are coming back to our country. Who can you tell them to start in place of Devontae Adams and Christian?
1: Kirk? I mean, if you're really taking fantasy football serious, you should get a data plan while you're out of the country so you can keep track of your fantasy. Well, so I do. Job I you. do. Bad job by you. You do. Um, Tate is the easy one. We've talked about mm-hmm. him. Like any question you ask me tonight, the first answer I'm going to give you is Audentate. Just any question. Your favorite ex- DST in week Audentate. number eight. Oh, yes. interesting. owned, 16 targets over the last two games. Great matchup against Arizona. He's the easy first answer. After that, it gets a little bit more tricky. Deontay Johnson's still just 38% owned. He's scored in the last two games. He's looked like the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh. They've talked about getting Juju more involved, so I don't think that will continue, but he should still benefit from all the attention that Juju gets. And then the third one is probably, as, as unexcited as I am to say this, Geronimo Allison with no Devontae Adams. They're still going to have to throw the ball. I don't think they're going to have a huge amount of success running the ball in this game. And so he will probably see seven or eight targets. That may not mean a lot of yards, but he's been targeted heavily in the red zone. Decent chance of scoring this week for Allison.
0: If you could have a meal with anybody in the history of the world, living or dead, you're the only person to ever answer Auden Tate to that question. Uh, Mine would be CM Punk. Debo Samuel is a sleeper that I am intrigued by. I've been intrigued by him for the past couple of weeks. I I don't think there's a true number one wide out in San Francisco. I think that Dante Pettis gets his numbers. He scored the last time the 49ers played, and we know that Marquise Goodwin, he broke free for a touchdown earlier this season. I like Debo Samuel's skill set. I like his ability to run sharp routes. He can use his physicality to help him get open. He can make plays after the catch. We've seen A.J. Brown kind of do this in Tennessee where he catches a short pass, and he doesn't necessarily have burning speed, but he can get downfield he can scoot well enough I think Debo Samuel is like a faster version of AJ Brown and I think he can be a really interesting fantasy asset and he's out there in more than 50 percent of CBS sports leagues I'm with you on Auden Tate I don't know if I would have dinner with him compared to other Why wouldn't people you have there dinner with him I would I have dinner with him definitely um but would I pick him over anybody else living or dead and Yeah, I just I don't think I could do that, but I could start him in my fantasy lineup this week. And I think Deontay Johnson also seems to be a special, special guy in that Pittsburgh Steelers offense, even though Mason Rudolph is only attempting about four passes longer than 10 yards down the field. Let's get to the phone calls. Heath. You ready? Oh, yeah. Ernest in Texas, my cousin, Ernest. It wouldn't be a Saturday night without talking to you, but let's help you out with your fantasy squad. Ernest, what's going on?
4: Not much. Thanks
3: for taking my call, uh, cousin Dave. And uh, what can we call Heath now? Uh, what, what can we call you, Heath? What what family you, member could you,
0: you
1: be? You, you could just call mm-hmm. me Heath. We could. <laughs>
0: okay, we
1: we'll, we'll, we could just go with you know friendly neighbor members. Heath, I guess. I'm not really a very friendly neighbor, to be honest. That probably surprises no one.
0: Are you kidding me? You were once going to bring in some homemade chili for me. I did. You were you were plant. <laughs> you didn't, but it wasn't your fault. Ernest, I would love to tell you about how friendly Heath is, but I'd rather just answer your fantasy question right now.
3: Okay, well, let's get on with it. Uh, thank you. Uh, so full PPR, uh, looking for the best two running backs. I uh, have uh, the choices are uh, Philip Lindsay, Jordan Howard. I also got Miles Sanders. And uh, listening to you earlier, Dave, I did pick up um, Duke Johnson. Mm, so nice the best two out of those guys.
1: It's exciting that he got Duke Johnson. Uh, I agree. You're not starting Duke Johnson over Philip Lindsay or Jordan Howard, though.
0: I agree. So start
1: Philip Lindsay and Jordan Howard.
0: I think Jordan Howard is the best Eagles running back to go with, and it's not necessarily because he had three touchdowns last week. I think the Eagles coaching staff learned that they can lean on him while they ease in Miles Sanders. They're going to work in tandem for a very long time. It's
1: kind of because he had three touchdowns last week.
0: Well, no. Listen, I went back and checked. Jordan Howard is the only Eagles running back with multiple carries from two yards or closer. So he's the one getting the goal line work. There's only one other carry that went to a different running back in Philadelphia from that close range. And it wasn't Miles Sanders. It was Darren Sproles for some crazy reason. They gave him a carry inside the two. I don't know what they were thinking with that, but Jordan Howard, if he's got that goal line
1: job, Heath,
0: I think that that's all the separation that he really needs over miles sanders for now
1: like i said it's kind of because he scores touchdowns
0: you said it was because he scored touchdowns last week <laughs> it's not because he <laughs> scores touchdowns in general but this is fantasy football we want guys that are going to score touchdowns and hopefully jordan howard comes through for cousin Ernest as well as philip lindsey 855-212-4227 eric is in nevada what's up eric a
2: couple questions for you uh Good. first one one's got to do with uh sammy watkins of course so, we got a 10-team, standard scoring, short bench, only four-spot. I've mm. uh, got Watkins, Ty Boyd, uh, A.J. Green, and Kenny Galladay. So, I need to know, uh, you, you think I should just wait this one out, see if Watkins plays, and risk uh, losing out on picking up Will Fuller or Auden Tate?
1: So, you would Talk have to waivers. drop A.J. Green, essentially, to start someone else.
2: Well, I was... Targeting, uh, I've got Tevin Coleman I could drop.
1: Uh, instead of uh, dropping green. Do you have the ability to add people after the Sunday games have started?
2: Uh, no, we
1: don't. Yeah. Um, this is a tough call. Yeah, I'm probably, yep. I, I don't. Unless we hear something tomorrow morning, I'm going with the expectation that Sammy Watkins is going to play. I'm probably just writing that one out as opposed to dropping one of those guys.
0: I don't want to. You're you're definitely not dropping Kenny Galladay. I mean oh, that no. that would be like
1: dropping Melvin Gordon in a it's, fantasy. League. It's really it would be Tevin Coleman. You'd be dropping. I mean I, I think it would if, unless you're are you carrying two quarterbacks?
2: No, no. I've got uh I'm eventually got Galladay, uh, Saquon Barkley, Tevin Coleman, and uh, Jordan Howard.
1: Yeah, I'm writing out.
0: Yeah. You absolutely have to do that. And Sammy Watkins, listen, the last three weeks have been an absolute nightmare, but I will say that he did have a touchdown catch knocked out of his grasp late last week. So if he had come through for that touchdown, if he had just held on to that score, you wouldn't even be thinking twice about this, and hopefully he'd be healthy and ready to help your fantasy squad. Thank you for the phone call. 855-212-4CBS is the number. Give us a call. We'll help you dominate your fantasy league. We're going to do that right now with Lorenzo in Florida. Lorenzo. What's happening?
4: Hey, what's happening, guys? Thanks for the call. Hey, I got a bit of a unique question. I don't know if I'm running in and playing in a guillotine league this year, and I got a bunch of people who are veterans, but we've never played it before, so we're all trying to figure it out as we go along. I wasn't sure if you guys have ever played in that kind of league and if you had any kind of tips or advice.
0: Okay, so just so everybody is on the same page listening right now to us, a guillotine league is where you draft with 17 different people. Do I have that right, Heath? It's 17? 16 different people. 16 plus yourself. Yes. So 17 team league. Total, yes. 17 team league. And the worst score each week, you don't actually play head-to-head, the worst score each week is eliminated from the league.
1: And their players become free Out for the year.
0: And their players become free agents, and you can pick them up. I'd like to hear your take on what you do about the players that become free agents. Because to me, that's the most fascinating part of the guillotine league
1: yeah i've not played in a lot of these leagues i've played in a lot of eliminator leagues but in those the players just disappear into it's like thanos snapped them away and no one ever gets to use them again um i i think you've got to be pretty aggressive early on because if you have the worst week then it's not going to matter how much fab money you have left so i would be very aggressive in trying to acquire players early in the season And as for setting your lineup, Lorenzo, I think it's real
0: simple. You'll do what you do in a typical fantasy league. You're going to put the players that you think will do the best up there. It's not quite like DFS where you take chances in a tournament and you play it safe in the cash I,
1: I think a lot of these are best ball.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if it's that way or not. Right. Like, you know, Jamie Eisenberg is in a guillotine league, and I'm not sure if that's best ball or not. If it's best ball, then obviously that's something you don't have to worry about. The best players are already going to give you the most credit for your team. But if you do have to set your lineup, Lorenzo, I would strongly suggest just play it play it safe. Don't take a lot of crazy chances. Uh, don't, don't start Auden Tate this week over Sammy Watkins or anything like that. Uh, that advice might end up being good after all. We'll have to wait and see. Aaron is in Texas. What's up, Aaron?
2: Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Playing on a league where I've got a quarterback, of course, with a flex position where I can play a second quarterback. I currently have three that I can choose from. Brady, Rodgers, and Prescott. Rodgers and Prescott are pretty evenly matched, as far as I can tell. And since they're playing each other this week, and I'm right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Prescott fan. Do I go with my guy, or do I go with Rodgers?
1: You don't even have to do it because you're a Prescott fan. You can do it because we told you to. I have Dak Prescott projected for more fantasy points this week than Aaron Rodgers. I think Dave has Prescott ranked ahead of Rodgers. You You should start Brady and Prescott. And
0: I know that there's this concern that Tom Brady is taking on Washington, and that defense really has been bad. And, well, Tom Brady's not going to have to do much to win the game. What's going to happen in the second half? The Patriots can just run out the clock. Well, that's true. But if the Patriots are going to build a lead, don't you think Tom Brady's going to have something to do with it? I think he will. And I think Dak Prescott's going to put up some big numbers A bounce back week for him, and the Cowboys. And it only helps Dak Prescott. If Michael Gallup is back on the field, I think they could really use Michael Gallup. So let's take one more phone call before we get to the break here. One more call and let's go with Jesse in California. Let's go out to the West coast, the best coast, Jesse, you're on CBS sports radio. Hey, what's up Dave? How are
2: you guys doing today? What's up, man? So I need, I need to start two guys. I'm, I'm, Playing from behind here, I have Dorsett, Fuller, and Robinson, and I'm trying to see which one. I need two out of these three. There's also on, on the waiver wire, we have uh, – I know you guys have been talking about Samuel, Devo Samuel, and and also Tate. So I don't know what you guys are thinking. Jesse, before aggi- before we answer, which
0: Robinson? Uh, the, 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 DeMarcus? The right yeah, DeMarcus Robinson. DeMarcus, not Smokey. Uh-huh. No, good. no, no. All right, good. So, Demarcus Robinson, Will Fuller, Philip Dorsett, and then Debo and Auden Tate. I don't know if you're going to go with either of those guys, but if you had to pick a wide receiver from those three, which one are you going
1: with? Well, anymore? I think he, I think he needed two. Which two are you going with? Uh, here's the problem: is like Auden Tate is my favorite out of this group. Really? Over Philip Dorsett, Demarcus Robinson, Will Fuller, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know which one I want to drop. DeMarcus Robinson would be my second favorite. I don't want to drop Will Fuller, but it's extremely frustrating to hold him on your bench knowing that one of these weeks he's going to catch two touchdown passes and go over 100 yards, and you're going to feel like a total idiot moron for not starting him. And then you're going to start him the next week, and he's going to have four targets and score three fantasy points, and you're going to feel like an idiot moron again. Um, I... It's I, it's like you've you've
0: lived my life for me because I've been there with Will Fuller.
1: That's that's the Will Fuller experience. Um, I would start of the two on your current roster. I would start Robinson and Dorsett. Honestly, I would probably drop Dorsett for Tate and start him.
0: So I did a little bit of research on Will Fuller and the Texans today. I went back and I watched the game fuller had only two deep targets he only had one deep target the week before i feel like that that's the most important part of his game do you know how many end zone targets he has on the season he's coming two. lower he has one and it came last week from 20 yards out do you know how many red zone targets inside of 20 yards will fuller has this season two lower none Will Fuller just isn't getting the type of usage that we were hoping for beyond the deep ball. And in the first two games of the season, Deshaun Watson tried him seven times deep. And a couple of them did connect, but a lot of them were very deep in Houston territory. So it was only good for like a 30 or a 40-yard gain. I am nervous about Will Fuller ever having um, the, the type of consistency that can make him a reliable fantasy starter. And I think that if Jesse agrees with you on Auden Tate, who's a big dude, he's not a fast dude, but there is an opportunity for him to get a lot of targets in the Cincinnati offense, and the Bengals are going to play from behind a lot. If he agrees with you and it's a PPR league, I could see Auden Tate being the better receiver than Will Fuller rest of the season, just so you don't have to deal with the headache of Will Fuller from week to week. There's one other wrinkle. And that's if whether or not DeMarcus Robinson can continue to be an important part of the Kansas City passing game. Because eventually Tyreek Hill's going to come back. And that could be sooner than later. And you know Sammy Watkins isn't leaving the field. And as Robinson is Robinson, as the number three receiver going to give you a chance to put up good fantasy numbers well, with
1: him? I'd much rather have Fuller than Robinson rest of season. I'd rather start Robinson than Fuller this week, though.
0: Would you rather have Tate and Debo Samuel than Will Fuller and DeMarcus Robinson?
1: I don't think I would.
0: Now, I understand for this week, you just I don't think you can do it because you know DeMarcus Robinson has this bigger role because Tyreek Hill is still out.
1: And I'm probably dropping Dorsett and not Fuller. Dorsett's on the Patriots, and
0: he's had some good games. And he, at least he he's just as inconsistent as Will Fuller, right. but at least he's delivered half the time this season. I mean, the one game where Antonio Brown played... Dorsett really didn't – I don't think he did a whole lot in that game. Maybe he did. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he's been up and down. Fuller has just been down. All right. Enough about those wide receivers. When we come back, we will take more of your calls. We'll get to them faster so we can answer more of them so more of you can win your fantasy leagues in week number five. It's Heath Cummings and Dave Richard here on CBS Sports Radio. Sit tight.
2: And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Our goal is to help you experience fantasy nirvana. Get it? Because that was nirvana that was playing.
1: Yeah. That... R- remember the first segment when I was talking about what a great intro that you had? <laughs> that was a great intro. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Heath. Yep. That's Heath Cummings. I'm Dave Richard. We're senior fantasy writers for CBSSports.com. And we want to take your phone calls and help you win in week five and beyond so that you can hoist that trophy or that title belt that you've got in your fantasy football league. How do we do that? You're going to call us. How do you call us? By using CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. Brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in fifteen minutes you could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Heath, let's bang out these phone calls, man, because people are getting restless. We got to get to them. Let's answer them a little bit quicker, and then in our next segment we'll really go rapid fire. Let's start with Dave in Wisconsin. Dave, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, supper's got to be Harry Carey. That, that's that's my dream job. Who else can you get hammered with, and then you know have the world there, but by, by, you know by the the tail, but yeah, anyway, that's a good point. Oh, oh, Harry. Oh my God. He was my, oh my That guy, but anyway, he got me like excited about Harry Carey. But he yeah, the dilemma here. I got, um, Robinson, um, on Robinson, Cooper, Will Fuller, and, who the hell's my uh, little league? Uh, oh my God. I'm going brain stupid.
0: Is it Steve Stone?
2: Uh, <laughs> is it Jack Brickhouse? Let's try this again. About, you got a Cooper, you got, Cooper, Allen Robinson, Fuller, and Samuels. There we go. So, how many I mean, do you need, Dave? I mean, two different leads with all four of those receivers. I mean, how do, how do I rank them? You already talked me out of Terry McCullough, so I dropped him. He's out. So out of those four, which you know, which which Co- I play?
1: Cooper is the easiest one to start. No, no doubter. Allen Robinson El- is El- re- El- Right behind him. Allen Robinson, right behind him. Fuller and Samuel are more dart throws that you're hoping catch a long touchdown pass. Um, But Cooper and Allen Robinson are the two that separate themselves from that group.
0: And in PPR, it's even more of a no-brainer because Allen Robinson continues to get those targets from the Bears quarterbacks. And I think that he can still come down with a 6-for-60 type game, maybe 7-for-70. From Chase Daniel for the Chicago Bears. Of course, we know that Mitchell Trubisky not playing in week number five. Hopefully that doesn't affect anybody's fantasy lineup. Speaking of Chicago, Brian's in Chicago. Brian, you're on Eye on Fantasy
3: Football. Uh, Hey, what's up, guys? How are you?
0: Brian, what's going on?
3: Uh, Nothing much. So this is coming from a deeply concerned fantasy owner. I'm in a a 12-person half-point PPR league. I'm sitting with a tricky running back situation. I got Marlon Mack as my number one running back.
4: I got Carrion Johnson I buy, and I have Carlos Hyde, and that's it.
0: Well, I, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it sounds to me like are you only starting one between Mack and Hyde, Brian? Maybe, maybe not
1: doesn't sound like there was a decision to make. You no. Start Marlon Mack and Carlos Hyde.
0: Yeah, I, I think Mack is the obviously the number one guy you go with. Hyde is the number two. And, and if you p- can only start one and you're really nervous about Marlon Mack, you're not convinced he's going to play, then Hyde, I guess, would be the guy that you would cut for either Jordan Wilkins or Naheem Hines. It's a half PPR. Maybe Hines would be the better guy to go with. Rich is in Rochester, New York. Rich, what is happening in Rochester, New York tonight?
2: What's going on, fellas? This is Rick from Rochester. How are you guys doing? How are you sir? I am I am outstanding. Good. You guys you guys are uh, you guys definitely make my say you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Hey uh okay I got uh I'm in two two uh, different leagues by uh league I'm uh, focusing on is uh non PPR um I have a running back uh issue. I have my boy Nick Sharp from my Georgia Bulldogs who won by 29 points tonight. Mm-hmm. And Melvin Gordon and I got Ingram and Aaron Jones. I'm starting. Chubb, I'm thinking Chubb and Gordon um, um, over Ingram and, Ingram and Jones.
1: Yeah, you're not going to start Melvin Gordon this week, but in the future you will. Start Chubb, start Aaron Jones, you're good to go.
0: I, not, I might go with Ingram Gordon over Aaron Jones, and I think Nick Chubb is the right way to go. We know that Melvin Gordon isn't going to take every single step. He's not going to get that starter's role yet. I think Austin Eckler's still going to get the majority, but eventually you're right, Heath. He is going to get that job.
2: And now back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports
0: Radio. Let's keep those lineups winning for you. Let's make those decisions easy for you. That's what we're here to do. He's Heath Cummings. I'm Dave Richard. Got about uh, 20 minutes or so before we hand it over to the huge show. But before then, we're going to get to your calls, 855-212-4227. And I'm talking slowly now because in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking fast. Rapid-fire phone calls, your questions, our answers. But we have a caller who calls in every Saturday night, Heath. Maybe the most entertaining caller in the history of Ion Fantasy Football. He talks fast, too. He does. It's Pat in Ohio. And I love this time of the show. Pat, you're on CBS Sports Radio, and I got to hear what you have to say tonight. What is going on? What is up, fellas? Do you know oh, that David. sometimes I come into the office and I say "What is up, fellas?" as what an homage up? to you. <laughs> it's true. It happens. Oh, David, was that? That happens. I, I <laughs> I'm paying homage to you. Heath can can verify it.
4: That's awesome. Oh, Dave and Heath, can't you see somehow your advice has hypnotized me? I just love your brilliant ways all the listeners are here to say. Think, just blink. And I call a million times with my rhymes. Imagine if you blinked a million times. Dang, that'd be a lot of calls made. My hair was growing too long, so like my kicker, I got me a fade when perfect hit dirty. Like my dishes, I got cascade. When Melvin Gordon gets hot, Eckler would take a spot in the shade. My opponent thought I was afraid. He couldn't harm me. I got the running backer, gate. I'm not a trader. If what you got is greater, I'll trade, but maybe later, because my waiter maybe me taste the Florida Gators souffle. Listen to FFT. I got it made. I got a terrible good problem. Non PPR, twenty rushing yards per point out of five. I gotta sit one. Taking a sneak Zeke, Saint Nick Chubb, Joe mixing a pot, Soren Melvin Gordon, or Sony Michelle Highval. If I sit the wrong one, no, they're all gonna laugh at me representing the Heath side. Uh, have a lovely evening. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That was fantastic. That,
0: that that might have been one of his best raps ever. Congratulations, Pat. He's got to sit one. He's definitely not sitting Ezekiel Elliott or Nick Chubb.
1: Or, or Joe Mixon. I
0: I don't think Mixon would be the one I would sit either. It's Melvin Gordon's first game. We've talked about this already tonight. Anthony Lynn has expressed that he would prefer to kind of ease him in a little bit. I think Allison Eckler is going to be that main guy. And I love the
1: setup for Sony Michelle in the game against Washington. And I'm
0: sitting Melvin Gordon for this I'm group. I'm
1: si- I'm sitting Sony Michelle. It's definitely down between those two. The first 3, it probably won't matter. As good as those other 3 are, you're going to be so far ahead. The difference between Gordon and Michelle will not be the difference between winning this week, but I would rather start Melvin Gordon. I just have zero faith in Sony Michelle to do anything positive with the football.
0: If you're interested in Getting fantasy advice, now's your chance. 855-212-4227. Heath Cummings, are you ready to answer as many phone calls as humanly possible? Yes. I am too. Let's get going. Chris in Chicago, rapid fire. Hit us.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Great show. I got a half-point PPR. I got Mark Andrews or Austin Hooper.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Andrews this week. I really like his setup. Hooper has been fantastic so far this year, but I prefer Andrews. I'm going to go
0: with Hooper just because I think he's going to continue to get a lot of targets from Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan with that offensive line. I know Alex Mack is back. Don't know how far downfield he's going to throw. Adam is in New Jersey. Adam, what's happening?
4: Hey, what is up, guys? Um, Need to win this week bad PPR league. I have a choice between Auden Tate, Geronimo Allison, or Darren Waller for a flex. Thanks.
1: I really like Auden Tate a lot this week. I almost never choose a tight end as a flex, but if it's PPR, I'll take Darren Waller over either of those wide receivers.
0: He's playing a ton. We know that the receiving core for the Raiders is in rough shape right now. Darren Waller is the guy to go with. Simon in Baltimore.
4: Hey, um, For this weekend, for weeks to come, Austin Eckler or David Montgomery?
1: um for this week it's austin eckler four weeks to come it's probably david Montgomery.
4: i
0: do think david Montgomery has a fantastic week for the bears and listen they're playing the raiders i don't care if it's overseas i don't care if it's on the moon we've seen his snap totals and his carries go up i would be excited to have both those guys try and trade austin eckler while his value still is where it is because once melvin gordon comes back he's going to be pushed into a role where he's getting the ball maybe 10
3: or 12 times a game
0: brad in chicago
3: Yo, um, should I go with uh, Gallman or Jordan Howard PPR, Eifert, Delaney Walker, or Ebro?
1: I'm gonna stick with Delaney Walker. There's not like. I- There are plenty of streaming options this week that are top 15 tight ends. There are none of them for me are top 10, and I've got Walker 10th. So I'll go with Walker, and then I'm sticking with Wayne Gallman and PPR. I think he catches more passes than Howard this week.
0: I think Delaney and PPR is easier than non-PPR because of all the targets he gets. I will take Jordan Howard over Wayne Gallman because I think Jordan Howard has a better chance to score, and he might pick up a couple of catches along the way. Gallman will catch more passes, but I do not like the matchup for Wayne Gallman against the Minnesota Vikings. Nick is in Baltimore. Nick, go.
3: Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? So I need, I'm a PPR, PPR league. I need two of the following four. Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon, uh, Golden Tate, or Emmanuel Sanders. Huge Baltimore fan. Really don't want to play a Steeler against my guys if I don't have yeah. to, but I really need to win this week.
0: So, believe it or not, I actually think Emmanuel Sanders is is the must-start of this group because Juju Smith-Schuster really just hasn't gotten the job done on a consistent basis. But in a PPR league, I would start him over Josh Gordon.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty – like, I know you don't want to start, but you don't want to lose. That's more important than not wanting to start a stealer. And there's a pretty good separation for me between Sanders and Smith-Schuster and the other guys.
0: 855-212-4227. Free fantasy advice. Play with your brain. Not with your heart. More free fantasy advice. Give us a call. We'll help you out. Jacob in Maine. Jacob called us. What's up, Jacob?
2: Hey, guys. um, I got a tight end question that leads into a flex. It's a PPR league. I got Kittle and uh, Mark Andrews. And then for flex, I'm guessing I'm going Connor and Ingram for my running back. So I'm left with Aaron Jones, Lindsey, Golden Tate, and the remaining tight end. What would you go with?
1: I'm going to start Kittle at tight end, and I would rather start Aaron Jones than Mark Andrews.
0: You know, I still can't get over how little Mark Andrews plays, and the numbers have been good, but I know that Aaron Jones is not going to lose a lot of touches to Dexter Williams. It's just not going to happen. Dexter, I don't
1: even think it's going to be Dexter Williams. They moved somebody else Trey up. Carson yeah. they brought up,
0: and I remember watching in the preseason, Trey Carson looked better than Dexter Williams, but it doesn't really matter because Aaron Jones is going to dominate those touches. Jim is in Milwaukee. Jim, what's happening?
2: Hey, guys. Uh, Standard League, I got a question. How long before I give up on O.J. Howard? He's killing me.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have O.J. Howard had slash have on a lot of teams, and it's been solely dependent for me on how those teams are doing. If I'm sitting at 1-3 and three or even 2-2, two and two, I've already moved on. I'm streaming either Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Maybe even Jeremy Sprinkle this week. If I'm sitting at 3-1 and or 4-0, I've mostly just left Howard in my starting lineup. I, I haven't had the need to make the move yet. I hope it changes, but we've not really seen a lot of reason for optimism.
0: We haven't seen it. Jameis... Jameis isn't really looking for him as often as I thought that he would. I don't think it's a Bruce Arians offense thing, and I don't think it's necessarily an O.J. Howard thing. I think it's got more to do with Jameis Winston dispersing the football to wide receivers. Kind of funny feeling, though, against Tampa Bay. He's going to need him. And then after Tampa Bay, Carolina in week number six, two matches for O.J. Howard. Oh Yeah, you're right. He's on Tampa Bay. He's playing at New Orleans. I'm excited right now, and I'm very confused, but I think O.J. Howard can be okay. Chris in Dallas, it's rapid-fire fantasy
2: questions. Hit us. Yeah, I got. I need uh, two running backs. I got
3: uh, Austin Eckler, John Connor, Devontae Freeman, and David Montgomery.
2: First time tonight we've
1: heard Devontae Freeman's name. And John Connor.
0: We've heard Connor a little he's bit. We going, haven't had
1: a question he's about He's going to be the Terminator Connor. this week.
0: I think so, too. Terminate your opponent. Yeah.
1: Uh, start Connor, start Eckler.
0: I believe I have it ranked that way as well. I am not excited about Devontae Freeman. I know the last couple of weeks he's shown some signs of being a better player, but I'm having a hard time buying into him, especially when you don't have to. You shouldn't do it. Keep the running backs you have. Eckler and Connor are the two that I would go with. Tim is in Ohio. Tim, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Uh, PPR, uh, who do I sit?
1: Lindsey, Eckler, Juju, Marlon Mack, or Diggs? I would sit Stefan Diggs. You know, we we haven't talked about this too much. It's been like one of the bigger news things that's not injury-related, but the the dual squeaky wheels in Minnesota – Uh, I just don't think Mike Zimmer's going to instruct his offensive coordinator to change the offense to keep both of his wide receivers happy, especially not the one who's skipping practice. So I'm scared to death of Diggs this week.
0: I I am not. I think that the Giants are a bad match, or a favorable matchup, a bad defense for the Minnesota Vikings. And if there was ever a week where Mike Zimmer could roll his eyes and appease his receivers and his quarterback, this is the week to do it. And I think that he can actually get his way. I think that he can run the ball just fine. I think both receivers can have a good game. I think Thielen has a very good game. I would sit Philip Lindsay from this group. He's only had one really good game so far this season. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. We're answering questions as fast as we can. Cody in Texas, ask your question as fast as you can.
2: Uh, yeah, I got a question on quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Ryan or pair Daniel Jones up with uh, with Ingram.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Matt Ryan. This is not the week. I like Jones better in leagues that are four points per pass touchdown, but I'd still like Ryan better than him in either format.
0: I'd like to see what Daniel Jones does against the Vikings, but I don't want it to matter for my fantasy team, so I agree. Jason in Pennsylvania,
4: go. Hey, guys. I actually did this trade last week. I had Prouders, Phelps Dorsett, and Mike Evans. to 12-team full-point
3: PPR. I traded uh, Kenny Galladay and Darren Waller for Devontae Adams and as Evan Ingram as in. That's fantastic,
0: I think. Now, I know that it, it seems a little bad because you had Devontae Adams and he got hurt, and Adams will eventually be back, but I think the return you got for Kenny Galladay and Darren Waller was fantastic. I'm happy that you drafted Darren Waller. He turned out to be great for your fantasy team. Congratulations. David in Nevada, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey, how's it going? What's up, David? Hey, nothing much, man. I got a Full point PPR question? Go. Hey, uh, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, or Le'Veon? I need to start two.
1: Ooh, that is – you've got three of my top ten running backs. Uh, LeVion's actually the one that I'm going to sit. I've loved the involvement of Leonard Fournette in the passing game this year. He's been a top ten running back without even scoring a touchdown. You can't sit Chubb. So, I'll sit Le'Veon. Chris in
0: Chicago. Chris, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Hey,
1: guys, uh, for the Scott
4: Fishbowl, I need a superplex. So Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy.
0: It's got to be Josh Allen. Now that we know that he's going to play, it's a tough matchup, but Colt McCoy's got a tough matchup, and so does Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah, I'd rather go with Daniel Jones. Josh Allen's been bad this year. He's been very bad.
0: Interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree, but I think Josh Allen's rushing numbers can help him out. Daniel Jones last week didn't rush nearly as much as I was hoping that he would. Josh in Dallas, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Hey guys, I need two in a PPR. I got John Brown, Geronimo Allison, Chris Thompson, and Auden Tate
1: thompson is going to be one of the strides. i think i'd start thompson and tate
0: i think i would too and i know that john brown maybe he's let you down but don't frown he'll come around this isn't the week to trust him though i like Auden tate and chris thompson better as well chris is in florida chris let's hit it
2: the west coast uh i've seen your rankings but tell me i'm not crazy i want to bench juju and start mvs curtis samuel and wolf or instead you disagree, or should I bench you? Ju- or should I start Juju for one of those guys?
0: So I think that Juju is probably the safest of the four. And if you're going to go with all three of those guys, there's a real good chance they could combine for 10 fantasy points. They are just so boom or bust. And I know Juju was bust last week, boom the week before. But Mason Rudolph says he wants to feed him the football. I believe him. I would just go with Juju in this
1: situation. Sit Samuel.
0: Novell is in Olympia Fields. What's up, Novell?
2: Hey, good after, uh, good, uh, good night, gentlemen. Uh, I need two in a
3: standard league. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, Alden Tate, uh, Michael Gallup, John Brown, since uh, Josh Allen's going to play. And uh, if um, if uh, Watkins doesn't play, Nico Harvey,
1: I need two. I'm going with Auden Tate and John Brown. Tate's uh, number one. I told you, every question that gets asked, I'm just going to answer Alden Tate. Tate and Brown.
0: Who is the first man to walk on the moon? Audentate. Tate, unbelievable! I can't believe you actually answered Audentate Tate for that question.
1: Craig in
4: Illinois, I need a flex. Uh, Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley, or Gallup.
1: Wow, am I actually going to say Darren Waller over Calvin Ridley? If it's PPR, I am.
0: Kevin in Maryland, I'm going to give you 15 seconds. What have you got?
2: All right, I got a standard league scoring. Need to win real bad. MVS Joe Mixon. James White or Alec Robinson?
0: I'm going to go with Mixon. Heath, Mixon do you agree? Sure. You can catch us 10 a.m. on CBSSports.com. Fantasy Football Today coming at you live via your video screens. We're going to help you out if we didn't get to your question tonight. You can check our rankings on CBSSports.com. You can download our podcast, Fantasy Football Today, on anywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you can download podcasts. You can get it done. Thank you so much for listening. Mad props to Ryan Hickey and Mr. McKeon. Darren, Darren, Zook doing the updates. Heath Cummings sitting next to me in our podcast studios. I'm Dave Richard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out.